0: Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. There's been a horrifying turn in the war in Ukraine this week, with Russia targeting civilians in the capital, Kyiv, and other major cities. It's likely an order that came from President Vladimir Putin, but it was executed by a new military commander known for his brutality. Today, retired Army Major General and military strategist Mick Ryan on the changing face of the conflict. Mick Ryan, there's a new commander of Russian forces in Ukraine, General Sergei Serovkin. Who is he and what do we know about him?
1: Well, he is a um, Russian army general who has been commanding Russian forces in the south of Ukraine for some time now. And he has a bit of a mixed background. He has done a couple of stints in jail, which is extraordinarily unusual for a professional military officer. Mm. Uh, He was involved in suppressing the counter mutiny uh, that occurred at the end of Gorbachev's time. Crowds in Moscow rejoice at the end of the Soviet coup and the return to power of Mikhail Gorbachev. He's got in trouble for uh, corruption, and he also did time in Syria not really covering himself in glory. Since now five major hospitals have come under attack in Syria over the last 48 hours as Russia resumed its airstrikes on Aleppo. Having committed or led forces have committed quite a few atrocities there.
0: So he's the new war commander. Who did he replace and why?
1: Well, this is... Something that's not always very clear Mm. with the Russians. They haven't made their command and control clear. And indeed, at the start of this war, they had about four or five different commanders who were commanding the different geographic parts of this war. Now, that did not work out well for them. Uh, Putin has decided to put this uh, new commander, Soropkin, in charge.
0: Okay, so we've got a new commander, General Sorovkin. He's known, isn't he, for his brutality, the brutality of his past. And it didn't take long, did it, for him to live up to his record. Russian airstrikes are being described as some of the most intense since the war began. Because not long after he was appointed, the bombings of civilian targets in Ukraine, across Ukraine in the capital, Kiev, began. From Zaporizhia in the south, where an apartment building was hit, to Kharkiv in the east, to Lviv in the yeah, west.
1: Yeah, that's right. And certainly... Putin would be very keen for the military commander to take responsibility for these. For some time now, he's been couching his words very carefully when it comes to major decisions. When he announced mobilisation, he he announced it as not his decision, but his agreement with the recommendation of his military staff. So I think he's already starting to distance himself somewhat from some of these decisions that might get him drawn before an international tribunal for war crimes at some point in time.
0: Whether it was Vladimir Putin or the new commander of the forces, why was the decision made to target civilians?
1: Well, what they would have wanted was some kind of shock and awe campaign against the Ukrainians... But the reality is Ukrainians were not the target here. Uh, Western uh, populations were partially the target to say that, you know, you may aid the Ukrainians all you want, but we can still bomb them. But the major target here were hardliners in Russia that have been very critical of Putin, but mainly of the Russian military in the last month or so after their reverses in places like Kherson in places like Kharkiv and northern Luhansk and in the Crimea. wake of the Kirsch Bridge.
0: Russia's President Vladimir Putin has accused Ukraine of orchestrating this weekend's attack on a critical bridge which connects Crimea to Russia, calling it an act of terrorism.
1: They've been calling to for enhanced uh, activities the border against the Ukrainians. Uh, Russian state TV has been very explicit about calling for things as awful as the end of the Ukrainian state and, and even has had genocidal kind of overtones to it, which is just awful. So, you know, Putin is really responding here to a domestic audience to say to them, hey, we are doing everything we can to win this war, even though it may not look like it. Mm,
0: so Vladimir Putin, he's installed this new commander as he struggles to keep his war on track and keep the people of Russia on side. What will his main task now be?
1: Well, I think this Srovkin firstly is going to have to stem the losses to the Russians in these two major Ukrainian campaigns. I think that will involve flooding in as many of these mobilised troops as he possibly can just to hold the line to prevent further loss of territory to Ukrainian advances. He will also want to be seen to be taking back territory, particularly in those provinces that Putin announced in the annexation decree at the end of September. The most likely place for that is in the Donbass, possibly in Donetsk where they have been making very small gains in the area of Bakhmut. So there'll be two imperatives for him. I would also expect that these kind of strategic missile strikes also using Russian bombers, will probably continue at a higher rate than what we've seen in the last few months. Certainly targeting energy supplies in the lead up to winter appears to be a high priority, but uh, I would suggest he'll probably go after um, logistic hubs, particularly where Western aid may be being stored before it's shipped off to the front and these kind of things as well.
0: And will these conscripts, the extra up to 300,000 troops on the ground for Russia, will they make a material difference to how this war plays out?
1: Well, I think, firstly, the Russians eventually will mobilise uh, far more than 300,000. I think somewhere between half a million and a million is probably where they're aiming at. That's what they'll need to build a, a large force that can be rotated and can eventually conduct offensive operations in Ukraine. So it'll be a larger force than the 300,000 that that some are planning on. The first couple of months, they're not going to be very effective, and that's why the Ukrainians will want to continue their offensives, probably into winter, to make the most of the shortfalls that the Russians currently have and the lack of training of any mobilised troops who come into Ukraine over the next month or two. Uh, between now and the end of the year, there is an opportunity for the Ukrainians to take a lot more territory, to kill a lot more Russian soldiers, and I expect that they'll be taking that opportunity.
0: Vladimir Zelensky, he wants the G7 nations to, to provide better air defence systems. Will that really make a big difference for Vladimir Zelensky for the Ukrainian forces?
1: Absolutely. You know, the Ukrainians already have a very good integrated air and missile defence system. It's why the Russian Air Force has been largely neutered during this war. They're afraid to fly over Ukraine because there's a very high chance they'll be shot down. It's one of the great lessons of this war is that most Russian aircraft and helicopters have not been shot by other aircraft. They've been shot down by ground-based air defence. They shot down 50% of the missiles that were shot at them over the last couple of days, but they they want more systems to increase the chance of shooting down more of these missiles. When Ukraine receives a sufficient quantity of modern and efficient air defence systems, the key element of Russia's terror, rocket strikes, will cease to work. This is a humanitarian impulse from President Zelensky. He wants to protect his people. But he also knows that he has to provide a safe environment if international investors and aid organisations are to come into Ukraine and help with humanitarian assistance, And help start rebuilding this country. So there's both a humanitarian impulse for this as well as a longer-term requirement to provide an environment that's safe for foreigners to come back to Ukraine for.
0: And General Zorovkin, a brutal man, history shows us that. Can he turn the war around for Vladimir Putin?
1: Potentially, but I, I think the war is too far gone. I mean, the Russian strategy right from the start has negated the military capacity to achieve the overall submission of Ukraine. I mean, Putin went into this war with very large objectives about basically uh, subjugating Ukraine, but he never really allocated the military assets to do it. I think the new commander will struggle just like the others have. He may be very brutal, he may be more competent, but the reality of the situation is Russia has not aligned its desired outcomes with the level of military force it's allocated to achieve them.
0: Mick Ryan is a retired Australian Army Major General. If you want to hear a fascinating account from the front line of the war in Ukraine, we cover that on Monday, and that's in your feed. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Peed, Chris Dengate and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch ABC Sport Daily with Pat Stack. You'll find it in the News Daily feed. I'm Sam Hawley. I'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast.